Hello and welcome to the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast for Monday, June 29th. How's everyone doing today? My name is Eric, the man behind ETOF 2-1 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF 2-1 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So, I mean, rough weekend. I have nothing to hide. I do have to update the spreadsheets. Got in a little fight with a little friend last night, but that's a different story. I'll save for later. But, yes, it was a brutal beat after brutal beat. But, you know, it's just one of those times that that's part of the game. Nothing is given in the whole uh, sports betting game. Case in point, you know, we had Eckers plus 880 leading. Blows a tire. Crafton, again, took it out in the first lap. And then we had Noah Grayson being spun out and taking out Hemrick and Sendrick. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Haley got an awful penalty, like, Dangerous driving? Are you kidding me? Noah Grayson is out there blatantly spitting people out. He did it in Las Vegas and he did it at Bristol. No penalty for him. But Justin Haley gets one from from Xfinity? Are you serious? Are you serious? Noah Grayson does Bush League shit race after race after race. And he's going to be in a uh, rude awakening when he gets up to the big leagues. Because that shit's just not going to fly. You think Hamlin, Logano, Kozlowski are going to fly for that stuff? Ryan Newman? You think Ryan Newman's going to fall for that shit? No. They'll spin his ass out. I mean, for as talented as he is, he has a lot of shit to learn. And, I mean, yeah, he 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 threw a fit and, like, bumped up the 21 car, you know, after he got spun out. But what the hell does he expect to happen? You guys, those two are battling back in Las Vegas. And he spun him out to win the race. And the guys are supposed to be fly with it? No. Any one of us, we get a chance. If we were in that same situation, we would have done the same thing and spun him out. So, you know, that happened. DQs and horse racing. UFC having people winning the fights. Just need to get through the third round, have them be a decision, and get tapped out. You know, just one of those weekends. But, you know, when you've been in this game as long as me, and this is what you do to make your money... Just put your head down and grind. You know, one weekend, not the end of the world. I will make it back. I always do in that way, I promise you. Um, a couple of you guys have asked me, when am I going to talk about the NBA? Well, I'm actually going on the That's What G Said podcast this Thursday, which will probably be released Friday. And I will be um, talking about each team, giving a little... Little team preview. That's what G, G said podcast hosted by Gina Bacala. So I believe we're talking about the Eastern Conference this week, Western Conference the following week. So, you know, I was diving into that today. Pretty interesting. I mean, some teams got the short on the stick, some teams are looking good. I mean, this is unprecedented times, and this is stuff like we haven't gone through before so it's going to be interesting to see like how that stuff shapes up um which brings me to my thing yes i finally have decided after thinking about it when i went out with my run yesterday morning um yeah stuff the if nfl starts which is a big if right now 
that's when memberships and all the whole nine yards will start back up. Again, I am not going to be charging money for picks during this time. And if people are, you seriously got to be like, what the hell? I mean, there's UFC, all these soccers, baseball, this is an unprecedented time. No one knows what's going to happen with the uh, 60-game schedule. And what no one seems to talk about is if you get an oblique strain, that's a four- to six-week injury. That's the season right there. You're done. That's the season. You're not playing in that season. How much are starting pitchers used? I mean, 60 games in, in 66 days, and you have people out here selling packages. So just think about that for a little bit. If that doesn't say, hey, I'm here to take, a, take advantage of your money, I don't know what does. Like, seriously, what like what does that say? I mean, I'll cap the games. I'll do my best. Am I going to bet every game? No. Is my betting strategy going to change? Yeah. Am I going to value more teams than other? Yeah. I'm going to value bullpen a lot more over starting pitching. I'm going to value managers a lot more because everything is going to be situational baseball. You have some managers I think are awful, are awful managers, and I'm going to be looking to fade those guys. You have some managers I think are great managers, and I think their teams are going to be way better off because their managers understand the situational baseball. Like a team like the Cubs, I think um, David Ross is going to be awful this year. Madden was able to put every single one of those guys last year, batting-wise, in a situation to succeed. It wasn't Madden's problem that they had no arms in the bullpen and they're making all these ridiculous trades and depleted their farm system. So a team like the Angels, I already have the Angels locked in. I think the Angels are a great bet. I think the Angels are right now are the best bet to win it all. Just because they have Madden, Trout, Radone, decent pitching staff. And, and I mean, Madden is good for an extra five wins. And all you need to do is get in that playoffs. And then it's an easy hedge opportunity. I mean, last year we hit the Nationals. We got the Nationals. What did we get? 28 to 1, guys? And plus we had Strasburg, MVP. So, I mean, I'm pretty good at this future game, and I'm loving me some Angels right now. The other big story was Cam Newton was just signed to the uh, Patriots. Now, let's think about this for a second. And I always find it funny because this is where people, these quote-unquote experts, like go back and forth. I I said from the get-go, I thought Cam should have gone to the Chargers. And I still believe the Chargers would have been the best situation for him. Just with that they have a better offensive line, better defense. I mean, I think the Chargers would have won the West if they would have signed Cam, to be honest with you. Just because the quarterback play they're going to get so this year is going to be so bad. But he went to New England. And the thing that people are talking about, like I went online and read a bunch of people's stuff on Instagram, Twitter, saw some of these quote-unquote experts, their little video posts. Number one, who is more talented, Cam Newton or Tim Tebow? Cam Newton, obviously. If you said Tim Tebow, just stop listening because you're an idiot. Cam Newton, Josh McDaniel got the Broncos in the playoffs and won a playoff game with Tim Tebow 
as the quarterback. You're telling me he's not going to be able to change that offense so it fits Cam Newton's abilities? Are you kidding me? He's not going to be smart enough? You don't think he's been working on that? I mean, think about that. You don't think this hasn't been in the works for a while? And that magically they're just like, hey, you know what? Let's just sign Cam Newton and see what happens. The Patriots that won't do anything unless they personally get a chance to do their homework on a player are just going to sign Cam Newton with not having a plan for offense intact. Are you fucking kidding me? They're the smartest franchise in the league and always three to four steps ahead of everybody. And you're telling me that they're already changing the offense? Come on. Like, that's, come on. And then there's these talks about, um, God, what was the thing I heard? No deep threat. No deep threat. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that, that doesn't make a difference for Cam. They're going to run the quarterback option, and Cam is going to be Cam. You guys need to understand, and I say this all the time in sports, the thing that motivates people the most is money. And right now, what is Cam playing for? He is playing for money for next year. This is a one-year deal, incentive late. So the better he does, the more money he gets. The better he does, the more money he will get next year. They are financially motivating a person who feels he's just been disrespected. And you're telling me, oh, I don't trust Cam because he doesn't have a deep threat? What the hell are you talking about? When Carolina was at its best, at its best, who did the offense run through? Who? Cam Newton. Then when Carolina went down is when they brought in Norv Turner and then Scott Turner eventually took over for him last year. They started force-feeding the ball to Christian McCaffrey and the offense started running through McCaffrey and they haven't had a winning record since. They have not had a winning record since. They stopped funneling the offense through Cam Newton. And you're telling me Josh McDaniel, who's one of the smartest offensive coordinators in the league, doesn't understand that and isn't going to have an offense like there was when Cam was leading him to the Super Bowl? I mean, I don't understand how you can't think that. And then their offensive line is better. They're not going to be hurt. Yes, they lost their coach. I know, I know, big deal, big deal, whatever. But you're telling me the offensive line is better because people are healthy. So already that's immediately upgrade over what they're dealing with last year. They had the center who had the health condition. I'm spacing out his name. And then they also had Wilson, not Wilson, the rookie from Georgia. I'm spacing out his name too. But both those guys, one of them missed the season. The other one missed half a season. So you're missing two integral parts of your offensive line. And you're telling me that didn't have a huge effect on the running game? That's going to immediately affect the running game. The running game will be redder. Cam was going to be running the ball. They're going to be doing RPOs like they used to do back in the glory days. I mean, this is a home run signing. Home run. I already had the Patriots winning the division. You can listen to the breakdown that uh, Sterling from Silver Star Sports and I did last Saturday. And with that, I had them signing Cam after week five and Cam leading to the playoffs. This, I mean, I'm going to have to redo it and everything, but 
this is going to make them, I think, 10 and 6 now. They're going to be 10 and 6. They're going to win the division. Having someone like Cam there is just huge, and it just totally changed. I'm going to have to go through that stuff and give them a couple more wins. I had my product my projections all done this will change a couple things so that's that's my thoughts on the cam sighting i mean home run sighting i mean they probably will win a playoff game now i don't think it's enough to get them over the hump and win the super bowl but in terms of playoffs i mean lock it down i mean the the patriots are in the playoffs and then in the world of college basketball i mean granted jesus when was the last time we talked about college freaking basketball dude jesus it seems like a freaking months ago um but my boys Michigan State signed Emoni Bates and he's one of the best high school prospects in a while he was a sophomore he won Gatorade player of the year I think I believe he's the first sophomore to win it and that is a huge 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 signing for my boys also it's going to be interesting to see if they do change the player age. I mean, personally, I feel there's some guys who should be able to go to the NBA right away. But there needs to be this, I don't want to, I don't even know what the word, valuation by players. What you don't want is back in the day, it was just like you had all these players going that should never go to the NBA. Like, if you're someone who is obviously ready and who's obviously going to contribute right away, you should definitely go. I mean, going, like, last year, Zion. Zion should have been able to go to the NBA. Like, him going to Duke was, I, I felt worthless. And when he hurt himself, oh, my God. Can you imagine go, being forced to go to college to play? And you could obviously go to the next level. But you have, you got hurt and your career was over? I mean, take it from me, someone who had their basketball career cut short because of a fluky injury? That sucks. I mean, it fucking sucks. I mean, granted, I, my injury happened in high school, not, like, at the level that Zion was or anything, not anywhere close, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. I really feel that if a player is that good enough and there's a board that says, hey, this player should go, he should not go to college, if the player elects to, he should go. I mean, someone like, I personally think, I'm going to go on record right now, LaMelo Ball, he's not going to be that good in the NBA. And... I think he should have gone to college. I mean, I talked to some people I know over in the Aussie League, and the stuff they had to say about him wasn't the best. It wasn't that flattering. So it's going to be interesting to see. I just went on this tangent with him, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But back to my point, um, if a kid is good enough to go to the NBA, he should be able to go to the NBA. So that's, I mean, it, it makes no sense why you're pro while you're hurting this kid's future. So this Saturday, no UFC, so I have no UFC to preview, but July 11th, Flight Island is here. I'm so, 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 so pumped. But I'm also a little disappointed. My girl, Angie Hall, is on the card. If you guys aren't following Angie Hall on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, you should. She is by far one of the best Instagram follows TikTok follows, Twitter follows, there are, there are, and I don't follow that many pro athletes, but she is one I I do, I love that girl, one of my favorites. Um, also, so this Saturday, I believe it will be Saturday, I'll release it, I'll just 
go through some stuff with the NFL. With Sterling, we're going to be breaking down the AFC South. Um, both of us are high on the same team. If you listen to any of my stuff, it's obvious what that team is. Um, if any of you guys want any of my future bets, just shoot me a DM. Glad to share those with you. NFL, MLB, any of that stuff. Um, NHL, hopefully coming back. Those that were with me at the beginning of the year, yes, we do have one future still alive. It's going to be interesting to see if and when that starts. And those that know me know I have a specific way of gambling on that. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm going to probably need a little bit of a sample to um, figure that out. So you guys are going to kind of have to bear with me while I kind of see how stuff goes. Because, again, this is times where we have no idea what the fuck is going on with these sports and how players are going to adapt to being out of situations they're accustomed to. All of us as humans are systems, of creatures of habit, excuse me, and we're used to a same routine. And when that gets taken out, everything's through the window. I mean, think about it. When I wake up, I have what I, I have my pre-workout and I do my yoga. Then I go running. If I don't have my pre-workout, I'm like fucked for the day. I like my day is awful. I'm completely off. If you don't have your coffee, so just something as simple as that throws us all off for the day. Think about for these NBA players who are used to going to the gym, getting up 500 shots, and playing the game in their home arena. Now they don't have that. Now it's just to the gym, hotel, gym, hotel, gym, hotel, gym, hotel. So that's going to be really interesting. Same thing with the NHL players. Hotel, rink, hotel, rink. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. MLB, I mean, my fear with MLB is I don't really feel that if someone does have a outbreak, like, not outbreak, someone does get COVID-19, let's face it, someone will. How is MLB going to handle it? I don't know if they have a plan. Because like I've said numerous times, anytime you read any of their stuff, it all has to do with money. Not one thing mentions COVID-19, and that's what I'm worried about. And speaking of COVID-19, Jesus. So there's this picture circling around from Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville. And you have all these people, like, without masks. So, Jesus Christ, there's probably going to be another outbreak in Chicago. It's like people just need to understand and respect the disease. And the funny, freaky thing is you may have it and not know it. I mean, personal story for me, my new little quote-unquote friend, she invited me to a 4th of July party. And I was like, okay, well, who's going to be there? And then she lists, like, 40 freaking people. So hold on. You're telling me this is a little get-together with 40 people at one house? No, I'm not going. And then we got in World War III. She bitched and moaned and stormed out. Said I didn't want to meet any of her friends. No, that's not the case. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I could, where I could contract the disease and carry it and then possibly give it to someone else or get it myself. So, I mean, that's my fear. I'm trying to be socially responsible and distance myself from people. And also, I really don't like big gatherings, but that's another point. But that's what I'm doing. And she took it the wrong way. And, I mean, the only reason I'm saying this is because I know she doesn't listen to this thing because she would kill me. But you got to be responsible and think. And it's going to be interesting to see these players in these situations, what happens. I mean, 
you have in tennis, think about this, you have Djokovic and the kid from Germany whose name I'm spacing on all over the place and contracting the disease. And then you have Nick Kyrgios being the voice of reason and calling him out. Nick fucking Kyrgios, who on the court is a complete head case, is telling these other guys, yo, what up? What are you doing? And I side with Kyrgios 110%. And you guys can say all you want about Kyrgios tanking and everything. I've been to Grand Slams. I've been to the Kids Day. I've seen players interact. And how Kyrgios interacts with those kids and gives those kids the time of day, that's all I need to know about that guy. And that guy is an A-OK in my book because he interacts with the kids and he gives back. During those, during those games, during those kids' days. So, Kyrgios, I agree with you 100%, man. But that's today's show. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for Sterling for coming on on last week. And it'll be on this weekend show when we break down the AFC style. Look for me on the That's What G Said podcast hosted by Gina Bacala at the end of the week, talking a little NBA. Everyone stay safe, wear your masks, and maintain that social distance.